0: Video Game Pulse,
1: episode 298.
0: everybody, I am Millennium x 17 And I'm Doc Atikido. We are unsupervised. Yes, we are. This is going to be a very dangerous show. <laughs> I can already assure everyone right now, this one's going to get spicy. Yep. Uh, definitely a little bit more uh, amplified than normal. <laughs> there really isn't much of anything for news mm. over the last two weeks. The only real bit is only tangentially, you know, related. Related. But well, we'll get there, don't worry about that. Yep. Uh, but yeah, we are unsupervised. I've been told that there was epic weak sauce.
1: Yes, there was a weak sauce of immense proportions today. Oh my god. Kaz was awake for nearly 24 hours.
0: (laughs) Yes, and, uh, it ended as one would expect. Oh yeah. How long has she been asleep by now?
1: Uh, a couple hours at this point.
0: So, thoroughly unsupervised. Yep. Yeah. It's gonna be dangerous. Yes. Um, yeah, so if the... Before we get into the side notes, I'm just going to say right now, if anyone's kind of been, like, on the fence for the show, if, you know, for this show particularly, if you're not sure whether or not you like us or not, or if you, you know, think we're assholes or not, (laughs) this is going to be the one that's (laughs) going to push you into one of two camps.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: For sure. Uh, So, yeah, on top of having not a lot of news, we've got a first look and a review Uh. So an older game from what, like 2016 or 17 was that from? I think it was 2016 I'm, or 15.
1: I don't remember. I okay, think it so, was 16.
0: Yeah, I think so too. I have a game from the, the late 90s <laughs> that no one's ever heard of, much less played. So in the realm of video games, there's really all that, n- you know, not that much going on right now. Mm. So there's a lot of other things going on that we'll get to. But, yeah, this podcast is going to get real spicy. Uh, We're going to be going into such lighthearted topics as school shootings and pedophilia. Okay. But uh, we'll get... I knew about the first one. I didn't know about the second one. yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. Oh, yeah. Like I said... You're going to quickly make up your mind whether or not you're going to like this short or not real quick, and this is going to be the episode that's going to decide a lot of people on that fact, because uh, we're going to have those lighthearted topics here. We'll cross those bridges when we get there. Uh, the first one's coming up not too long from now. Mm. Uh, so how about some other unrelated side notes? What do you got?
1: Yes. First and foremost, we have got to give a uh, shout out to my friend Hayden on Discord, who. Made us a really awesome VG Pulse logo, which is something we've never actually had on this show. First
0: off, it's awesome that he would do this. Second off, I'm sorry you joined at the wrong time, (laughs) because apparently you're going to have a really spicy episode right out of the gate. Yeah,
1: I Only just found out about
0: the show like a month ago.
1: I don't know how many episodes he's actually watched, but uh, I have known him for a little less than like maybe two and a half weeks at this point. Maybe Mm. a little less.
0: Yeah, this one will go over nicely. (laughs)
1: Yeah, so uh, I'm sorry, Hayden, if you don't like this episode, but definitely shout outs to you. You are awesome, my friend.
0: Yeah, that was. I thought it was amazing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's really cool. I'm going to be putting it on pretty much everything from this point forward.
0: Mm, yeah, definitely. Uh, should we take the podcast splash screen and the one you did with the uh, the wolf and like the limbo style? Yeah, and, yeah, and switch that. it out to that. Yeah, definitely. Okay, definitely send that to me then. Mm, we'll do. But yeah, that, that that was really awesome. Yes. Any other side notes? Um, not really. There's not really been a whole lot going on. Yes. Other than the fact that for once we have a lot of games that we got to be doing flight traffic control on for reviews. Yeah, it's we've like, actually for the first time in a while we've actually got a lot while. of options.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what need? Uh, so, care over of. the next
0: couple of shows, we're going to be having probably a show every 2 weeks. News be damned or forums, which the forum is currently cooking up for another 2 weeks. We're going to go over that in the next show. So, you have 2 weeks to talk about, uh, you know, to post into your thoughts on uh, what is the best game you played in 2017? Yes. Not just released in 2017, but you played in 2017. Yep. Uh, that's going to be a good form when we get to that. And the only other really big side note that I have is, for those who don't know, I, I it's, like, it's entirely my fault, but I suffer from chronic neck pain, Yes. and it's flaring up bad right now. <laughs> yeah. So if I seem a little on edge, on top of the subject matter we're going to be covering today, that's probably the reason why. Yep. Uh, it's, you know, over the years of, you know, just growing up going crunch, crunch this way and crunch, crunch that way with my neck. It just, it doesn't add up well now.
1: Don't worry, yo, it's muscular.
0: Oh yeah, that's the other thing. I have been to the doctor twice about it and they're like, well, your neck is really muscular. They, they'll, they'll take an x-ray and then they look at the x-ray for all of 10 seconds not even and then they look at me for all of 10 seconds and go, "Well, your neck is really muscular. So, maybe you should exercise more and it probably would help." But still the same was like, "You know, it has I'm like, "My neck will get stiff and then it will audibly crack loud enough that people on the other side of the room can hear it." Yep. "Oh no, it's muscular." <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, sure there, doc."
1: Yep. Yeah, no joke, when his neck crunches, it is loud. Mm,
0: Yes. And I'm not talking about, like, when I grab the chin and top and, you know, twist it, yeehaw, like I'm really not supposed to do. Uh, I'm talking, like, I can slide my head forward, and sometimes it'll just crack on its own. Yep. Again, Dark God's heard this, Kaz has heard this. Mm Mm-hmm it's you know from across the room you can hear this audible snap
1: literally like he's not even exaggerating and it's so loud
0: yeah so that's flaring up right now i'm on uh aspirin that expired back in 2014 which is <laughs> hilarious yep and then i also took a tylenol not just before the show so it's muting it slightly mm. But yeah okay we're back for some more
1: hello uh
0: you're never gonna believe this what's that we forgot something
1: gasp what did we forget
0: uh, Yotaro Vegeta sent an email in.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. He did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I didn't tell you what was going on. No. Nope. We're just like, we need to record. Huh? What? Yes. Yotaro Vegeta sent in an email.
1: Yeah. I thought we were going to go over that next time.
0: No, I, 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 we meant to go over it, but then just, you know, we forgot, oh. got on other topics. Okay. I don't even know when I'm going to slot this into the show, whether it's going to be in the first part or the second half or, you know, towards the end. I don't even know. But, uh, yeah. Yotaro Vegeta sent in an email. Yep. About uh, Junie, Junie Tyson. Tyson.
1: Yes, I saw that.
0: So you want to go over the gist of the email?
1: Uh, basically, it was just saying that uh, you know he was confused as to why we didn't like Junie Tyson when it's a show about killing and then yeah. characters. Well, died. It was you
0: know it was like you're upset that characters die in a death game. It's <laughs> basically like he's yeah, confused yeah, yeah. about that. <clears throat> Did you want to go over that?
1: um for me it was basically just like the lack of focus more than anything and then when i read upon the way it ended it was just like okay no
0: nope. <laughs> with me technically speaking it's not so much that oh no people die in a death game i don't like this now for me it was who do you root for yeah because okay, yeah. everyone you didn't know anything about any of the characters and then there you take an episode and then you'd learn about a character and okay i understand this character they might be you know less than honorable but okay i could maybe get behind okay they're dead now
1: yeah, yeah. it's like
0: How do I get behind someone when I don't know anything about them? And as soon as I learn something about their character, then they get killed. Yeah. So it was like, I didn't know who to root for specifically. It's not so much that, oh, no, you know, people die in the death game. How could that ever happen? No, it's just the fact that you you learn something about them, and then they immediately just get killed. It's like, (laughs) okay, now who am I supposed to root for? I I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Yep. But, yeah, Juni Tyson, that was uh, definitely a letdown.
1: Yeah, I just, like, there were a lot of structural issues with it, and I could kind of, I kind of felt like it was going downhill a little bit, and then when I looked up the way it ended, it was like, okay, yeah, I'm glad it stick around for this.
0: <laughs> yeah, we were both, we both saw the signs on the wall. Yep. Unfortunately, which kind of sad because the show that we're into right now, Shauna, the third season, is kind of showing signs already.
1: I know, oh my God, that, I'm so worried about that. It is uh, weird so far.
0: Very weird. Again, I don't know if I'm going to slot this into the first part of the show or the second half of the show, but, yeah, that's what we definitely forgot to go over the Yotaro's email. <laughs>
1: yep.
0: Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Junie Tyson. It's just the lack of focus. There's no main character, so who you're supposed to root for exactly. I
1: wanted to like that show as well because yeah. I have a really deep love of the Zodiac and Zodiac lore, and so far nobody has been able to make a good Zodiac-based anime, <laughs> and yeah. it saddens me.
0: Very much so. Uh, I don't believe there's anything much else to talk about for that.
1: Yeah, because, like, there's Fruits Basket, which yeah. was, it started out good, but then it got really emo.
0: Very emo. And
1: then now there's this, where it's like, it started out good, but then, again, it had structural issues, and it had a lack of focus.
0: Hmm. Yeah, so hopefully that clarifies our position on Junie Tyson. Uh, definitely a disappointment. Mm. So, yeah.
1: If anybody knows of any decent Zodiac-themed animes, please let me know, because, my God, I want one in my life. And <laughs> so far, everyone has been a letdown.
0: Yeah. So you don't you, you have a severe allergic reaction to emo and a lack of focus.
1: I also have a severe allergic reaction to whininess.
0: Yeah, there's that, too.
1: Especially the really piercing kind of whininess.
0: Yeah. I'm pretty much the same way. Mm. Uh, I don't believe there's anything else, so we should continue on with the show. Okay. I don't think there's much else in terms of side notes. Like you said, there's really not much going on. Other than maybe I should probably, just a quick side note, this past, uh, I don't even know if it counts as news per se or not or what the story is, but Mm. the uh, partner program thing with uh, YouTube went into effect on February 20th, and like everyone knows, any smaller channel's been uh, taken out of the partner program. I got my email, I've been out, there's been no illusion to me about how big or small my channel is. So I got my email. I was like, all right, I didn't even really care about it. It (laughs) As you've said yourself several times, YouTube at this point is such a toxic tar pit at this point. It's just like, it is. I just like, as much as I would love to do videos and, and, and express myself more over the platform. It's just, you know, it, not even the fact of making money over it. It's just the fact of, you know, just the atmosphere itself on the platform is so toxic at this point. That it it's just, is. It doesn't fill you with the joy of making videos for people mm-hmm. then to yell at you. Yep. To, you know, try to refute points that you, you know, that they, you know, obviously didn't watch the whole video and are trying to counter you with even though you covered it yep. in the video. How many videos I've done where I've covered things and people didn't even bother listening. Oh, yeah, there's that. I don't think there's anything else as pertains to side notes other than the fact that they uh, should we just get into the big news story of the week that really doesn't have anything to do with video games up until certain politicians decided to make it about video games. <laughs> yeah. So Parkland, Florida. Yes. Uh, one week ago today, there was uh, another school shooting here in the United States. This one in uh, I believe it's Southern Florida. Yes parkland florida is uh down by miami i think is the general vicinity area i'm not 100 sure i don't have any stats or anything up like that i don't hate i it's like i, just, I go cross-eyed when people start going over stats mm. and what have you just this one i think and i'm not the only one to come up with this opinion but this one i found to be particularly heinous uh, for several reasons and i'm not the only one over the last week i'm actually surprised that people have been keeping up the discussion on it. Yeah, I thought this one was going to die out pretty quick, but no, this it's the discussion a week later is still pretty strong, which is good to see for a change, because something definitely does have to change in order for you know shootings in general, not just school shootings, to stop. Mm-hmm. And but this one I found to be particularly heinous because every single step along the way, regardless of whether it was the local community, or the police, or the FBI, every feasible step along the way nobody took it to the next level and everybody knew about this guy and they just all let it happen anyways
1: yeah i think that's the part that really annoys me the most is that the fbi got two separate credible tips tips yeah that they never even this guy that they didn't even yeah not only they didn't take the next level but they didn't even bother to like forward it to the local branch in you know around the area in florida yeah and it's like Oh my god!
0: <laughs> it just—it really hurts my like. Everybody was like, "We can't do the same thing every single time." Here we go again. We can't do the same thing, and then everybody on both sides of the argument continues to do the same thing. Yeah. Only you know, screeching more hysterically. I know,
1: because just... like, how much more of a warning does the did this guy need? Like, he got kicked out of school for, what was threatening it? Threatening a student threatening, with a knife. Yeah, threatening behavior and also, like, various degrees of antisocial behavior. Yeah. So he got kicked out of school. I believe his parents died last year, was it? Sometime
0: in the last year and a half separately. Yeah. Incidents, I don't have the exact details in front of me.
1: Yeah, so there's that as well. So that probably added a lot of stress to his life. Mm, very much so. It's in like, and out of
0: foster care. I've heard three or four different foster families, so yeah, I can't of, confirm.
1: In and out of foster care, apparently the police have been called to this guy's house, like, 30-some times. Yeah, I've
0: heard different reports. Some people say 36 i heard a number i've heard 20s i've heard 30 a lot of times a
1: lot of times i've heard
0: something about juvie but no one can confirm that or not i don't know maybe they were considering it or i don't know if it happened maybe, or not I don't know. but so the local police knew about it the teachers and, and students at the school knew about it, and the guidance counselors and what have you mm-hmm. knew about him yeah the police knew about him and the fbi got two credible tips in two separate you know it was like a month before and a week before yep and nobody took it to the next level.
1: Yeah, everybody knew that this guy had a dangerous obsession with firearms. He had a dangerous obsession with and weapons had, in had general. He had had weapons. He owned firearms. He owned several different kinds of weapons, and he was going around saying, "I'm going to become a professional school shooter."
0: Yeah, that and was nobody a, thought to no, follow up on. Nobody this. thought for follow up, but what we need now is gun control. Yeah, that'll see, fix for it. anyone who's unsure. I. I like it hurts my like I can't stand this situation. I would love nothing better than the mass shootings to stop because the act of having to sit here and defend an inanimate object insults my intelligence to no degree. Like I can't verbalize it.
1: Yeah, very clearly something needs to change Absolutely, somewhere yes. along the way. But I think people are focusing in on the wrong aspect of no. it.
0: Oh, and then the left is—they love now. They're now they're using uh, the victims of the tragedy to push their narrative.
1: Oh yeah, all which, the people they put on TV.
0: Yeah, and there's also an element of counter narrative that one of the guys that was supposed to go to the the CNN town hall thing, he submitted his questions and then they gave him back a question they'd rather have him ask. Yeah. So yeah, he just didn't yeah. go. It's like oh yeah yeah that wasn't biased at all mm. and that's a lot of the problem that i have when people start ripping off stats and what have you about oh you know this and that and gun control and and oh but australia and oh but uk and i've <laughs> even heard france this time by which is I, strange. I have
1: it heard is, france as well this time which is
0: hilarious but it's like yeah it's all apples to oranges to bananas to watermelons it's like there's it, it, they cherry pick their stats they have a clear agenda in advance it's just like people like you know when they people blame violent video games which we'll get to that here in a mm. second when oh no it's all the thing it's Like all those studies are all they go out with a clear agenda in advance and they cherry pick their stats to prove their point.
1: Yeah. Statistics definitely have a place in um you know, in the world and making decisions, but they shouldn't be the only thing that people rely on. There's so many factors that have to go into these things, like you know, uh country size even, like, you know, oh, so many more murders take place in the United States. United States is like X number of times bigger than this country that you're comparing it to for starters. Yeah. Not to mention that you know we have a very different society to most every other country. Yeah, yeah. In the culture world.
0: and what have you, and history plays into a. Yeah, part history of
1: that. is a huge aspect, and of that's it. why
0: I'm talking about. It's apples to oranges to bananas to watermelons. It's yep. the simple fact that it's like, oh well, gun con- confiscation worked in Australia. Well, a, it's an island, <laughs> and B, how much of a gun culture did they have before versus the United States? Yeah. And as everyone's like, well, it, it reduced gun crimes. Yes, there's more gun crimes in the U.S., but at the same token, uh, the overall violent crimes is significantly reduced in the U.S. over, mm-hmm. you know, Australia. Yeah. It's like if it's such a utopia, you can go there and live yourself. Yeah. It's, they've got plenty of spiders and what have you to go <laughs> around.
1: Yeah, not to mention as well, another stat that people, like, conveniently omit or, like, forget to mention is that most gun violence in the United States comes in the form of suicide. Yeah, which is unfortunate. Rather and definitely than It also needs to be It's curved. definitely, absolutely, it needs, something needs to change, but, like, when people talk about statistics in regards to gun violence, they never seem to discern between suicides versus homicides. It's a versus, fluff number. It fluffs the number. You know, any other variation. And I believe
0: the second most, uh, you know, stat for that is gang violence as well. Yeah. So that's like right behind suicides mm-hmm. for.
1: Yeah. So it's like, you know, the they big give part you of the pie. Like they give you like this big number, you know, but they Which word too it. It's much in such, as it is. They word it in such a way that everyone just automatically assumes it's all homicides and it's not. And it's like, that's what people need to stop and realize. Like statistics can be very easily manipulated. Be manipulated yeah. to fit whatever narrative you know people are pushing
0: at the moment. And here's the thing: I'm not gonna try to convince someone who doesn't like guns that you should like guns. If you don't like guns, that's your own prerogative. But I'm
1: indifferent on them, so
0: <laughs> yeah. The I I'm pro gun, but here lies the thing is that if you're if you don't like guns and if you do, then be intellectually honest and say as much. Don't just you know verbally regurgitate what the media tells you for the love of god if we could just get over the fact an ar-15 is not an automatic rifle (laughs) can we please get past that (laughs) it that is it's not also an assault rifle ar is armalite rifle yeah for the company that made it in the 1960s mind you it's just it's not an automatic rifle people get caught up on the terminology and it's half of it's i've just you know They don't know about the subject. And Mm -hmm. furthermore, they're just, you know, verbally regurgitating what they hear on CNN or MSNBC, which is true. That's part of your problem. (laughs) You shouldn't be regurgitating what you hear on those places, anyways. I know. Do your own research for a change. Mm, Oh, we need stricter gun, you know, background checks. Well, he passed it anyway. I
1: know. Uh, He passed a legal background check when he acquired his firearms.
0: Yeah. But anyway, I need to, you know, be more reasonable and jump through more hoops myself because, you know, someone else committed a crime. Yep. And that's when I get upset is when I'm being treated like a criminal when I haven't done anything wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, like what was it? A month ago, I bought a revolver that I've put 50 rounds through. And other than that, it's just sat in the... Well, I haven't checked it. You never know. It might be on vacation somewhere. It
1: might have, yeah. It might have gotten up and, you know, moved
0: moved out. Moved on its own accord. I don't know. I should probably put an eyeball on that. You probably should, Mm. just in case. But yeah, other than that, I believe it should still be locked up in, you know, somewhere in this house. Mm. But you never know. It's just, it's just, you don't want to be intellectually honest about, you know, your position. Don't just parrot someone else's, you know, biased talking points. Yeah. You can easily, like the funniest one I heard above all else was Stephen King came out with some, I forget if he was quoting something or if he said something on it with a an article or something and he's like, oh yeah, with this, you know, being the MS-13 being so readily available, this is why school shootings are a thing. And it's like, MS-13 is a gang. <laughs> Not a fire you dumbass. <laughs> I heard
1: that on Twitter. That's so funny. I'm like, y-
0: you obviously don't know what you're talking about. Oh
1: my god, I did. I heard that on Twitter. I was just and like, you know what? wow. And You know, what?
0: I don't know if you've seen the video yet or not, but it's like, I love Markiplier, but he just put out a video about. I saw it earlier, and, and he's I was like, like oh my. Oh, my father has been in the army for X number of yeah, years, and yeah. I've been around guns, but we don't need assault rifles in this AR, and it's like know, you don't I... know what you're talking about, Mark. You obviously I know, don't I know, I know. know what I... you're talking about. I.
1: I love Markiplier. I but, love him I, to death, but no, I cringed to that. I was like, like "God, you
0: Mark, obviously no. don't know what you're talking about." An yeah. AR is not an automatic rifle. Yeah. it's it's not an assault rifle. I
1: know. I like if you part ch- of my soul died when he said I that. Know. I was like, "Mark, I love you. I really do." But my God, man, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah,
0: it's just like if you truly believe, if your platform is that you will the ar-15 is definitely not something any civilian should use then okay that's that's your opinion i will disagree with it but at the same token don't try to conflate it with something else that's incorrect yep you're hurting your own argument if that if you want to ban semi-automatic rifles then take that position don't Mm -hmm. just sit there and go we shouldn't have our you know assault rifles you don't and furthermore don't say they aren't used for hunting because people do use those for hunting it's again, I know part
1: of my soul died when I heard that I was like yeah, someone wow else,
0: someone else committed a crime so the rest of us must all be you know reasonable and give up you know things that we own legally because someone else committed a crime this one really bothers me mm. the oh the other thing that really was like shocking to me is now if oh if you took money from the NRA your opinion has been like uh, how would you put it it's like oh it's been tainted, <laughs> tainted or yeah it's been affected you're you've been bought out and it's like Intellectual consistency is what I'd like to ask. <laughs> if $100,000, if $300,000, if half a million, million, whatever that number is, if you think that if someone took a donation from an, a lobbying group is enough to affect their judgment and make them biased for or against any certain issue, then that applies across the board to all of them. Yep. I don't have the stat in front of me. but something like the NRA spent like 20 30 something million over the last what, 10, 15 years or something like that in Washington. Yeah, yeah. And like the pharmaceutical companies like a billion and a half last year alone. So if that hundred grand is enough to buy somebody, then you know intellectually consistent, that it should affect for everything then, not just oh the NRA is evil. And for the record, I fucking hate the NRA. Yeah, they are a charlatan organization that does about (laughs) as much for gun rights as KFC does for chicken.
1: (laughs) That's a good way to put it, actually. It is. It
0: is. Every major anti-gun legislation they've got their name on, from the NFA back in the 30s to the Gun Control Act of 1968, the Hughes Amendment in 86, and so on and so forth, they've had their name on just about all of them. They have never in my lifetime rolled back anything major. I, it's it's the biggest charlatan of an organization I've ever seen. I fucking hate the NRA. <laughs> they, back in 2013, fundraised an untold amount of money here in New York when the SAFE Act passed. They're like, oh, we're going to bring the fight right to Cuomo and yada, yada, this and that. And they fundraised, and they all all right, thanks. And then they packed their bags and left town. So uh, I'm, I will not spend a dime with them, nor will I support them in any way, shape, or form until they get their ass back here and do what they said they were going to do. I'm not holding my breath
1: either. (laughs) Oh, God.
0: Yeah. So for people to be calling out the NRA gives me, you know, that doesn't, you know, hurt my feelings whatsoever. Because they are definitely not in it for gun rights. They're in for gun manufacturers and the gun industry. They have nothing to do with gun rights. But again, that might be another argument for another day. I don't know if there's how much else we could really go over about it. I'm just disgusted with the whole situation. Obviously, if anyone's out there offering one size fits all solution, they obviously don't have a solution. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be like, oh, if we ban this one gun, it's going to suddenly solve the problem. That's yeah. not going to be the solve, problem solver. It's like, oh, never again. Well, it's going to happen again. It might not be next week. It might not be next month. It might not be next year. But it's going to happen again. Mm. It's it, there's several steps along the way, and a lot of things need to change.
1: And also, for the love of God, just stop bringing the victims on TV. Yeah, that leave was them definitely... alone. Let them mourn. You know, let them oh, recover yeah, from a little, their tragedy. Oh yeah, there's whole re-
0: response of oh, thoughts and prayers don't solve anything, and they, people got attacked for sending thoughts and prayers. It's yeah. Like, oh, do you really want to go down that road? <laughs> If everyone really wants to start swinging their fists right out of the gate, that that is a road that most people do not want to go down.
1: Yep. It's just a really bad situation no matter it's very, how you look at it. Yeah,
0: it's 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 very upsetting. It, things do need to change the mental health situation in this country, the overprescription of a lot of drugs. Obviously, mm-hmm. like I just said, hey, pharmaceutical companies, you know, they're <laughs> spending how many billions of dollars every year in yeah. Washington, but no one seems to call them out. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I was actually having this conversation with uh, Kaz earlier today where, I forget how we got onto the topic, but she made a mention of something to do with antidepressants. And I said to her, like, you know, the reason that antidepressants are so tricky to work with is because everyone's brain chemistry is so completely individual and different from each other. There's, like, there is no one-size-fits-all. There's a lot of trial and error that needs to take place. And, like, you know, if somebody has a really bad reaction to a medication that makes them do something either to themselves or to somebody else, then... You know, you can't just suddenly, like, you know, yeah, apply yeah, yeah. a that, solution across the board because everyone is so different. And that's and also the same the argument the applies
0: here. That's sort of the part of the problem was that when everyone says, oh, we should blame the pharmaceutical companies, everyone's like, oh, well, we just need to stop prescribing them. Well, oh, hold on a second. Put the brakes on. Yeah, no, no, no. You need to be far more stringent on how you apply yep. a lot of these drugs because yeah. some of them do help. A lot of them do help. A lot of fact. them do
1: help. But, again, when you're working with brain chemistry, you have to go through a long period of trial and error before you find the right medication and the right dosage of medication for an individual's specific needs. Mm. Because, like, you know, somebody can have a bad reaction to one thing but a great reaction to something else. Mm. You know, you can't just, you know, throw a one-size-fits-all onto that either. Yeah,
0: and that's the thing. Every time it's like, oh, well, what we need now is gun control. No, we don't need gun control. Yeah. If you there's several steps along the process that are going to need to happen. First mm-hmm. off, arming teachers, everyone's like, "Oh no, you'll turn their school into a prison." You got a better idea that's going to solve the problem quicker? <laughs> when did this and furthermore, we haven't said the guy's name and we're not going to. No, of course not. The uh when did he stop shooting and start to hide and run away when the police showed when up? When the police showed up. Shocking. Mm. You know, if if there were teachers there were armed, that would at least curb it in the short term. And then long-term, you know, look at, well, he, his parents died. You know, obviously having parents in the household helps. Mm-hmm. The, uh, you know, obviously having the FBI do their job when they get a tip, someone saying, I want to be a professional school shooter, maybe, I don't know, a phone call or two, maybe. <laughs> at the very least. But it, it, at the same time, it's just, it's upsetting, it's frustrating, and then it's also disgusting when you look at, the CNN and all the rest yeah, of them the are,
1: media
0: is it. are immediately politicizing and using the students so that when, of course, the counter narrative comes up, I'm like, oh, you're attacking the kids. How dare you?
1: I know. Right.
0: Whenever. And this is whenever my first and fastest red flag that I toss up is if the moment someone says, think of the children. That's a moment when I put the brakes on. Yeah. It's a moment when I question their motives and narrative is when someone says, think of the children.
1: Yep. That's That's why I turned around and look at him and say, oh, okay, so you don't actually have an argument against this. Mm.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So unfortunately, that's where we're currently at in this country. I don't know how it's going to shape up the there was like a gun, uh, some sort of assault weapons ban thing that was denied in Florida state legislator that i was like how could they like, did you read it did you even hear about this one
1: <laughs> uh I Vaguely. Might have. i've it's heard like, a lot of things like over the CNN past went week. over
0: like the first line where it was like ars and with these features and yada but they never went over the rest of it, where it was like line two was like any other semi-automatic rifles with any features and then line three was p- any semi-automatic ma- pistols with detachable magazines with these features and it's like it would ban almost every semi-automatic out there. And it's like, yeah, okay. And they yep. saw right through it and they denied it. Mm. It was hilarious the other day that the uh, with uh, CNN's little circle jerk wank fest on their you know, town hall thing that was horribly biased, the, the the Young Turks put out a poll about, oh, do you want a federal assault weapons ban? And it was like 74% no with like 50,000 <laughs> votes on it. It was hysterical. I was yeah. laughing my ass off. An assault weapons ban is not popular in this country. If it was, the Democrats wouldn't have to sneak things through and be coy and weird about it. Like, Mm. you know, the New York Safe Act with everyone being, you know, on the state floor, you know, the Senate floor at 1130 at night, you know, with (laughs) even the governor and the other assistants there so that everyone can just pass and sign, sign, sign and off to the race. You know, if you wouldn't have to if it's so popular, then they wouldn't have to sneak it through. Yeah. So I don't know where it's going to go. I don't know how, you know, again, it's right after the oh, f- the funniest thing was that guy that was like, "Oh, no, you know, one less AR15 and he chopped the barrel off his <laughs> rifle, which apparently the video went on further where he then chopped the receiver in half, but initially there for a couple of minutes, he broke a very serious federal law. He, did. he had himself a short barrel rifle, which was hysterical. Yeah, that was, was pretty funny. That was hysterical.
1: Holds up the camera. Oh look, see it can't hurt anyone anymore. It's like, like
0: Yes it can. It can it's still like, fire. Dude, you have
1: just made that very illegal.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's short barreled rifle. It's I believe it's different for rifles or shotguns, but it's I think for rifles it's a sixteen inch barrel and an overall length of less than twenty six inches. And it's an and no, it's an or. It's either or. And uh, under that it's considered a short barrel rifle, which is an NFA item, which is all sorts of, you know, uh Big no-nos, federally <laughs> speaking, when it comes to firearms. So I love these people. that Oh, I'm a firearm, and he shows up this AR that looks brand new, like it's never been fired. And it's like you've never fired that before. Yep. Which makes me warm and fuzzy when I see someone with a thousand dollar gun, and they just immediately take it to a chop saw. <laughs> you could have done something with that, you know, thousand dollars. Maybe donated it, made a statement that way. It would have been at least a little bit more effective. I don't know how much else we need to really go over. I think we hit a lot of the talking points we were really upset about. Like, it yeah. definitely upsets me.
1: Yeah, like again, it's just a terrible situation anyway you look at it.
0: Yeah, it's, just, me, it's like, the like that really got me, though, is that it's like we can't do the same things and then everybody continues to do the, the same, same things. Thing. It's like, are you kidding? This one, above all, and the reason why I thought the discussion on this would go away so quickly is because this is so clearly not a gun issue. The, the shooter guy... There were so many red flags on every feasible level. And there, there wasn't another. Every student joked about how, oh, yeah, if there's no going to shoot this school up, it's going to be this guy. Yep. Not a single teacher or guidance counselor nobody was like you know what maybe we should take it to the next level and look into this there's not a single police officer or or detective or anybody in the local pd that was called to his house how many times Mm -hmm. there wasn't his foster family that that they're like oh we had no idea what he was planning which is always the story it's always the story and the, nobody took that to the next level there. And then, of course, the FBI. And then nodded. the
1: FBI, you know, basically ignoring two credible tips that, hey, this guy is planning on shooting up this school.
0: Yeah, but no, it's okay. But no, no, gun we control. don't need to
1: follow that up.
0: I don't know. Is there anything else you need to say about that? I probably
1: could. Yeah, I
0: know. I think what I'll end this with is I'll end it with a quote from the uh, great Clint Eastwood. Uh, I believe in strong gun control. That is, any gun in my vicinity needs to be in my control.
1: <laughs> that was good. And good.
0: Uh, yeah. yeah. So Trump is the latest one to blame violent video games for the violence and shootings in mass schools.
1: Of course he is.
0: This one just <laughs> happened today. Uh, yep. I think the first one to sound off on this was the attorney general to uh, Florida was uh, Florida's attorney general. I don't have his name offhand. He was the first one to spout off about how violent video games are the cause of all this. And it's like, okay. And there was like one or two other senators, and now today Trump is sounding off on it. Yeah. We've been over this several times, and I don't know how far into it you want to go. We've talked about this many, many times in the past. If someone out there is capable of being influenced by a video game,
1: They are also capable of being influenced by movies, music, television, books, and any other sort of video. Yeah, yeah.
0: In any way, shape, or form, they're already predisposed to be influenced by just about anything. Yep. It's not just the video games. We've Mm -hmm. been over this before. Every study under the book has been biased and not, like well, you said, stats can be manipulated. That's why always surveys can be manipulated. Mm -hmm. How they they ask leading questions and then they cherry pick their results and it's... there's a lot of games that can be played that way and it's just they always go into it with a clear agenda that, oh, video games are bad, we need to prove this. And then, whoa, well, it's a clear connection and no it's not. Anyone who's that far down the river is already predisposed to be influenced by just about anybody yeah. or anything.
1: And it's funny too how they always go off on violent video games, but yet, like I don't know how it is in like everybody's household, but in our household... Our mother has the T V on basically all the time. On reruns of, you know, NCIS all the time that show close ups of like, you know, recreated, mutilated, dead like headless bodies. Yeah. That's right, right on T V, right on you know, all day every day.
0: It's either that or if it's like the Smithsonian channel looking at airline disasters. Yeah, it's
1: like why isn't that under fire as well? Like, you know, It's just as violent, it's just as gruesome, it's obvious, it's in a way more gruesome because it's, you know, more realistic, you know, video games can only get so realistic, whereas on TV they have props that are meant to look as real as possible. So it's like, why isn't that under fire? But no, it's all those video games, yo. Yeah,
0: it's definitely the video games. They're the the cause of everything. Yep.
1: It's so like, I swear to God, whenever my mother's watching TV, no matter what it is, I look up half the time and there is like some sort of like dead, mutilated, you know, obviously prop carcass, but still, it looks, you know, as bad as it probably would in real life. Mm but yeah, you no. Know, that's never a topic of discussion, though. No. It's always the violent video games. Violent video
0: games and guns—they're always to blame always, for everything. Always, <laughs> These inanimate objects, man—you got to keep your eye on them. Yep. Kind of scary when you think about it. You gotta, I oh, know. I don't know. Like I said, I that revolver I got a month ago—I I should ha- I probably go in the other room right now and take a put could a good eye on it and I you know. know you know give it that stern <laughs> finger pointing.
1: And also, like, how many violent movies have come out like you know last year and so far this year? Yeah, it's like. Really, stop and think about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not just video games. It could be any media, mm-hmm. and it's just how they try to pin the blame. Mm-hmm. And again, anyone out there offering a one size fits all solution to the problem obviously doesn't have a solution to the problem. And I don't have all the answers. No, I don't, I don't think
1: anybody has all the answers. But there's, you know, enough people that I think we can, you know. Sit down and have a good discussion about it and try to find an answer.
0: Yeah, it just—with me, though, it just ultimately— Rather than
1: just, like, screeching out your own agenda all yeah. the time.
0: Or using children to do it for or you. Or
1: using children to do it for you. <laughs> you want to go down the Traumatized children to that.
0: Because when you're traumatized and uninformed, you're definitely qualified to talk on a situation.
1: Oh, absolutely, don't you know?
0: You know, it's like, oh, I spent, you know, I spent a couple of days in Vegas. That doesn't mean I'm qualified to review Caesar's Palace Mm. because I stayed at the MGM Grand and I could kind of look down the street and see it. Yeah, that doesn't mean I could then talk about how the intricacies of Caesar's Palace. (laughs) It's enough to make your head spin. It's just ultimately, it may fills me with a warm and fuzzy feeling whenever I'm to be told that I need to be more reasonable and jump through that many more hoops in addition to Andrew Cuomo's obstacle course to, you know exercise a second amendment right to own firearms, Mm -hmm. but because someone else committed a crime. Yeah. Warm and fuzzy feeling.
1: Yeah. And this was so preventable as well. I think that's what sickens me the most. Same here. This was so, so preventable. Like there were so many red flags You know, the police should have been doing something. The guidance counselor should have been doing something. The teacher should have been doing something. The FBI definitely should have been doing something. And
0: everybody passed the buck.
1: Everybody passed the buck, and now this happened, and now suddenly it's like, oh, no, it was the gun's fault. It definitely wasn't our fault. And it's like. Uh, it gives me a migraine.
0: Mm. The only thing I don't know is when he actually physically did the background check, if it was before or after he sent that uh, comment on the YouTube video. That I would was assume it
1: was before.
0: I think it might have been before, but I don't know. At the very least, did you think that the FBI should have at least put him on like like a Nick's watch list so that it would have caught on the background check if he did it after? Like, I don't know. It, you would think. Several steps were obviously ignored. Oh, yeah. And this is the result, but... No, gun control is what will obviously fix everything else. Yep. You know, And we can't give guns to the teachers. No, we can't do that. Think of the students. (laughs) They'll think it's a prison they're in.
1: I know. So my school had an armed security guard in it. Several, actually.
0: And it was also across the street from the state trooper's office. That
1: probably helped as well. (laughs) Yeah, I just think remember every single day I went into my high school, there were, like, at least two or three, you know, state troopers wandering the halls with very visible firearms on their hips, and nothing happened.
0: And apparently, the school had a resource officer with a firearm, but he—I've uh, heard reports whether he did or didn't. The one report, though, however, that's consistent across all of them is that he just stood there and did nothing. <laughs> very helpful.
1: Very helpful.
0: Yeah, I think we should just move on because otherwise, we're going to keep ranting about this. Because this one, <laughs> again, like this one, is particularly heinous. I definitely was upset to hear this because again I don't feel like defending an inanimate object Mm -hmm. from the ignorance of other people and it doesn't if you don't like guns great I know that's your prerogative again like
1: you're pro-gun I'm indifferent our mother was very anti-gun and yet somehow like you know we all still happily live together Mm. (laughs) funny how that works
0: I don't know if mom likes the fact Mm. she might just be you know unable to protest the fact
1: there could be that too
0: very well, much so. Anyway. Moving on. Moving on. righty then. So we are going to head on off to the official news that is more to do with video games than what we were just going over. Okay, it is now time for some flash news. Yes. And by flash news, I mean that's all the news we've got. Really. It's, there, it's in no particular order whatsoever. I've got all the tabs up, but at the end of the day, there's really not that much news over the last two weeks. So we're going to go over it pretty quickly. Uh, the uh, the two co-founders of uh, Sledgehammer Games have been uh, moved on to other projects within Activision, being uh, Michael Condry and Glenn Schofield uh, have left the studio but will remain with Activision to pursue other projects. All right. I I don't know how to think about this. I don't know if that's <laughs> a uh-oh for sledgehammer or if it's a okay. Maybe they're doing something. I have no idea. Yeah. We'll I honestly find out. don't know how to I haven't seen enough uh bad things to make me worried about sledgehammer, but at the same time losing the studio heads, yeah, but at the same time remaining with the publishers, the the glimmer in this that I'm thinking Maybe it's nothing to really get too concerned about.
1: Yeah, well, we'll find out.
0: Definitely find out. Uh, the uh, U.S. Senator is asking the ESRB to change games ratings process uh, in regards to loot boxes.
1: Oh, that's hilarious, actually.
0: <laughs> U.S. Senator Maggie Hassan of New Hampshire has issued a letter to the Entertainment Software Ratings Board outlining her concerns with microtransactions, specifically with regards to loot boxes in video games.
1: Uh, everyone must love EA right now. Oh, EA. Oh, EA. <laughs> oh,
0: EA. Uh, yeah, con- express concerns. That's yeah, hilarious, yeah. Uh,
1: actually. <laughs> no, That's She so expressed good. concerns
0: to uh, during a Senate uh, Commerce, Science, and Transportation Committee hearing in which also she questioned nominees to the FTC uh, if they would be willing to take a closer look at video game uh, addiction and loot boxes. Mm. Uh, Hassan believes may contribute to addiction. Yeah. So, yeah, there's that.
1: Yep, there's that. OEA.
0: OEA. I'm sure Blizzard has a great opinion of you right now. <laughs> It's true. Amongst other, you know, publishers and developers. Yeah. Uh QuakeCon twenty eighteen dates have been announced. They are gonna be at the uh Texas Resort and Convention Center in Grapevine, Texas from August ninth to the twelfth. Yeah, that'll be good, pretty good. Mm. Moving on. Again, in no order whatsoever. What have you? Uh oh, Rhode Island representative plans tax uh tax bill on violent video games.
1: Because of course.
0: Uh, Robert Nardellillo. Does that sound? Uh,
1: Nardellillo. Yeah. yeah, that's what it looks like to yeah, me.
0: it's a Republican member of the Rhode Island House of Representatives. Recently, the politician announced that he will be introducing legislation that would add a 10% tax to all M-rated video games sold in Rhode Island. Proceeds from this proposed bill would reportedly go to fund mental health initiatives and counseling for students. Well, that's actually not. You know,
1: yeah, I, honestly, I can't fault that. That's yeah.
0: that's going to a good place at least. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if it'll pass or not. Obviously, he just, you know, uh, if he yeah. just uh, submitted it, I don't mm-hmm. know what the official word is. I don't know. I'm blanking on the official word for it. proposed it. Yeah. I think proposed it, Uh, where it is in the process, if it becomes a thing or not.
1: At first I was kind of like, eh, this, but I was yeah. like, well, actually, if it's going to a good cause, then, you know. If it's
0: only, if all of it is only going to that. Yes. Then it's a good thing. If, like, only 2% of it's going to that and the rest of it's going to be getting pocketed into the state's funds, <laughs> that's a different story, entirely. Exactly. Not saying that states do those sorts of things. Mm.
1: No, not at all.
0: None whatsoever. Moving on. Moving on. Uh flight simulator expansion installed password stealing DRM malware. Yes. <laughs> or malware as DRM.
1: Mm. Yeah, it's been fixed now, but <laughs> that's the thing that happened. This was from
0: Kaz, definitely from Kaz. Yeah, this is
1: from Kaz. The uh it's already been patched out, but that's still no good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it's an expansion for uh Microsoft Flight Simulator ten. Uh it's the A three twenty X expansion. Yep. But yeah, it's been patched out. But oh yeah, that's awesome.
1: <laughs> I know. How did that get through?
0: Mm. Yeah, DRM malware. No, it, it's password stealing malware in the form of DRM. Yep. I know it's hard to believe, but I misspoke.
1: <laughs> that happens occasionally.
0: And by occasionally you mean a lot. A lot. <laughs> uh yeah. Gabe Newell's eldest son creates community focused indie developer Nader.
1: Nader, I think. Nader. Not sure. We'll see what
0: they do. Yeah, the uh, you brought this up to my attention probably from Kaz as well. Yeah, it was. You probably know more about this than I do.
1: Uh, that's basically all there is to say about it. That yeah, created an indie uh, indie developer. I don't know if they've <coughs> announced their uh, first project. First project yet or not? Probably but... not.
0: Yeah, we'll see where that goes. Yeah,
1: we'll see what they do. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Mm. It's always nice to see new studios popping up. I always encourage that.
0: Definitely. As long as they don't get bought out by EA. As
1: long as they don't get bought out by EA, because my god.
0: Mm. (laughs) Uh, You ready for this one? Oh, yeah. Twitch is getting sued by James Phantom Lord Varga over a 2016 suspension.
1: I heard bits and pieces about this.
0: Yeah, so Twitch banned uh, James Varga for streaming to his 1.4 million fans for connections and promotions of a gambling site, uh, CSGO Shuffle. Approaching two years later, Varga is suing Twitch for the move. Based on not receiving written notification of his violations, uh, violations as well as a period to correct them before terminating his contract. Uh, I'll file that under good luck.
1: I know, right. It's like good on him for trying, but I don't see the yeah, skill. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Points for trying. I wouldn't hold your breath.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah. Uh moving on. Uh UK Motorist has been convicted of speeding and has blamed Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> Oh,
1: this was amazing.
0: I know. That is amazing. Stop and think about it. At least there's creativity in this.
1: <laughs> Th- this one is creative. I will give him points mm, for that. Yes.
0: But yeah, so uh, 28-year-old William Whitmore engaged police in a high-speed chase around Coventry, England after being caught by law enforcement and making a bad turn with a broken taillight in the early hours of the morning. Uh, once pulled over, he put his foot down, yada, yada, 55 and a 30, yada, yada. Yeah, so, so the Coventry Telegraph reports that Whitmore proceeded to blame Grand Theft Auto, claiming it hypnotized him. <laughs> what? Oh yeah. Uh, lawyer Andrew Wallace defends Whitmore by saying that is that he is so, quote somebody who is in an unusual per uh, is an unusual person to be in this position. He has never been in trouble before, and that he is someone who can easily panic, is easily stunned. Like a rabbit caught in the headlights, he is someone that could be very vulnerable to a custodial setting. <laughs> well, at least they got an interesting angle.
1: Yeah, that that that's definitely a new one. I, I'll give him props for that. That's one we actually haven't heard before. I
0: know, but I don't think it's going to go very far.
1: I don't think so.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Whitmore's crime took place in July 2016. He has only just come to a head head with the perpetrator receiving a 12-month suspension on his driving license, four months in prison with an extra 12 months suspended with a rehabilitation activity and a fine of 600 pounds.
1: Oh, God.
0: Points for creativity. Points for creativity. I hope he wasn't holding his breath on that one. I know, God. (laughs) I I file that right under the people that panic and hit the, oh, I hit the brake and the gas at the same time (laughs) and then jump the curb and smash into the restaurant. You've seen those
1: Oh, yeah. Footage
0: of people. And it's like, oh, I hit the gas instead of the brake. I'm like, no, you're just stupid. (laughs) Just get over yourself.
1: Oh, God.
0: I've never once made that. Like, people always tell me, oh, you're not supposed to drive with two feet with an automatic. You'll hit the gas instead of the brake. It's like, I've never once in, what, 20 years of driving have I once done that. (laughs) It's pretty easy to determine which pedal is which.
1: Oh, that's amazing.
0: Definitely. This one you told me to put in.
1: Yes, Spyro Trilogy Remaster coming to PS4 this year. I was really hoping to hear this. Remember I said to you after the Crash Insane Trilogy got its PS4 remake, I mm. was hoping beyond hope that they would do the same thing for Spyro and it looks like it's going to happen. And I'm so excited about this. That's going to be so good.
0: Definitely. I don't believe there's much else to said about that.
1: The only other thing I can say about that is that I pray to God that they go with original Spyro's design and not Skylander Spyro because that would just be, oh, my God, that would be so bad. <laughs> tragic. That would be tragic.
0: <laughs> would it make you very sad? It
1: would. That would be, like, the most bittersweet thing to ever exist. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, we got the remake, but they used the really <laughs> shitty design. Yeah. So I'm hopeful for it. I think it's going to be really cool. They did a great job with Crash, so I'm actually not too worried about that.
0: Yep. Moving on as we motor through the side notes, which is all the you know or side, so it's uh, flash side news, news. <laughs> side news, flash, flash notes. Yes. <laughs> Whatever we're doing now, we don't even know what we're doing. Let's just be honest. Yep. Uh, THQ Nordic has acquired Koch Media, the owner of uh, Deep Silver, Saints Row, and the Dead Island franchise. Mm. Uh, yep. So. The deal is reportedly worth 121 million euros, includes all of Deep Silver Studios and games, including Volition and Dambuster. It also gives the publishing rights to the Metro series from 4A Games. So, yeah, we'll see what they do with it.
1: Mm.
0: Again, it's a lot of wait and see for a lot of the news. Yeah. Uh, EA has revealed their uh, EA play plans for E3 2018. Uh, no word as to whether or not that they're going to be doing a press conference. My bet would be yes, which, Probably. based on last year's performance, I'm hoping is a no. <laughs> but EA Play will take place at the Hollywood Palladium from June 9th to the 11th. Uh, EA promises players who will attend will get the chance to play the next Battlefield experience, get an inside look at Anthem. Uh, as per the usual, there will also be EA Sports. The Sims 4 and EA's latest mobile games will also be there uh again no word as to whether or not they're going to be doing any press conference my bet would be june 9th which is a saturday i looked it up in advance it's a saturday uh which would make sense is what they did last year Mm. uh if only i pray that this year's is better than last year
1: i know last year's was so bad
0: that was if it was that the worst one i think it might have been i think bethesda was right on their heels for terms of, i think e a was just had nothing to say and was cringeworthy, and Bethesda just had nothing to say
1: yep <laughs> and then there was Devolver all oh who that was just legend status
0: <laughs> very much legend status absolutely, and I don't believe there's anything else to say about that and uh oh burnout paradise uh e a accidentally has uh put you know that out on the store with microtransactions.
1: Accidentally, or, yeah,
0: it was always like players were uh, politely, uh, to put it politely, confused by a store listing for the newly announced Burnout Paradise Remaster that included mention of microtransactions. But now EA has clarified that that was an error.
1: Of course, it was.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'd I think like that to see th-
1: more. Just them testing the waters and finding they <laughs> exactly. still a little too hot How and many... salty. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's exactly what it was. <laughs> it was in there, and it probably still is. And then they're like, people freaked out. Were like, oh no, that was an error. Sorry, we didn't mean to do that.
1: Yeah, they were uh, checking to see if the pool was still, you know, boiling salt water.
0: <laughs> According to Zaldara, Dead Space is available for free on Origin right now. Oh,
1: nice. I'm gonna have to download actually, that. I haven't actually accessed my Origin account in like eons.
0: <laughs> I'll poke it up every once in a while when I hear something is free on there that I'm yeah. interested in, and then I'll download it, and then I never get around to it.
1: Yeah, I have uh, I have The Sims 2 on there. I have some Dragon Age game that I think was free at one point that I have on there, and then uh, yeah, I'll have to log on and grab Dead Space just to have yeah, it. Yeah, he also
0: Zalder in the chat says that he has no idea how long that offer is good for. So by the time you hear this, it might already have been ex- you know expired. I would definitely bef- today's the twenty second of February. Uh it wouldn't go more than a week. I would say so yeah, definitely, probably. or even by the end of the weekend, even so. Definitely jump on that. If that's something that might interest you, just download it anyway. It's free. Mm. But yeah, so yeah, there's a Burnout Paradise Remaster accidentally was listed with microtransactions. (laughs) Again, I'll believe it when it comes out and it actually does not then. I'll be like, Mm. okay, then it was an error. But I'm not holding my breath either. No. And that is all there is for news. Okay. Yeah, so again, there wasn't really all that much going on in the video games industry over the last two weeks other than, you know, of course, it's, the sole proprietor of all the violence in the country today.
1: Okay, so what was it that you were talking about earlier with, uh, said so we were going to be touching another sensitive topic?
0: Oh, that's for the final thoughts segment. Don't worry, we'll get there. Okay. Again, we'll cross that bridge when we get there.
1: Oh, is that to do with that anime that you watched? It might. Okay, okay. For a second, I thought I was going to have to go over like some horrific news about that. That's <laughs> what you made it sound like. I was like, whoa, wait a minute.
0: <laughs> like, oh, shit, we're going into like, some dark territory. This not cleared with me first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never crossed you with this one. You know it was bad. You didn't know it was this bad. <laughs> but again, don't worry. That bridge is approaching. We'll cross it when we get there. Okay. Speaking of crossing bridges, should we cross on over to the review and our first look? Mm. All righty, then. Okay, it is now time for some reviews and or first looks. Yay. I have a review, and we might throw in a first look depending on time. Yep. Uh, as it stands right now, it looks like they're pretty good for a review as well because I honestly don't know how long this is going to take. It's really how much can you really say about a, a PC game from the late 90s? <laughs>
1: All right
0: uh so there's that and plus the fact that we're pretty short on the show overall so i don't think we're going to be worried about length overall we're probably going to come in at usually 90 to two hours no matter what we do mm. we tend to wander so yeah over the last uh, couple of weeks i've been playing a, a couple of different games i've been shuffling it up i've got an rpg in the works that's taking way longer than i was expecting it to take the i've been doing like three four hours a night two three times a week and Everyone's like, oh, it takes 30 hours to beat, and it's like, I'm over 40 at this point in time, and I'm nowhere near, like, I'm like, what, 50% through? Okay. So it's like, I don't really understand how people get 30 hours. Like, how fast are you rushing through the game to get 30 hours? I'm not exactly, you know, dragging my feet either, but, you know. So there's that. I'm working on an RPG. I'm working on a couple other PC games, but then there was one that came to my attention that, over the years, I've played a handful of simulation games that I've just always have been classics. SimCity 2000 is one of the first Sim games that I ever played, and it was just amazing. We have the CD for that somewhere. I don't know where it is.
1: I have no idea. I have no idea
0: either, but I know for a fact that I have the CD for SimCity 2000. It's such a great game. And another one from the mid-early 90s that I played a lot of that I also have the CD for somewhere that I have no idea... Where it went is Sim Tower. I played the shit out of Sim Tower. It was, a, it was like as if you took a saw and chopped off the front of the building and it was just from the, f- you know, facing the front side of the building and you were managing different offices and, and stores and elevators and what have you. And it was a business simulation management game where you were trying to build up a tower and manage your budget and make everyone happy and what have you. It was, I had so much fun with that game over the years and it's just. You know, it, being an older PC game, it just kind of went went to the side, and just recently I've been thinking about it, and for reasons I'll get to shortly, or at least I hope to remember to get there shortly, is that I started looking into it, and all of a sudden it came to my attention that Sim Tower had a sequel, a couple years after its release that I had never heard of before, and I'm like, what? Are you serious? The same guy who uh, designed it, his name is. Uh, it, his name is Utaki Saito, but everyone calls him Yute Saito. Uh, and he was the designer of Sim Tower, and he's also the designer of the spiritual sequel to Sim, Sim Tower, which is called, in Japan it was known as The Tower 2. Uh, in the U.S. it was called Ute Tower, which is, I would like, I had no idea there was a sequel to Sim Tower. You like, I got to check this out. So I've come to find out that there's really no legal way to buy this game. Obviously, it's developed by Open Book 9003. It was published by uh, Sega in North America. Japan was Open Book 9003 was theirs. And it was for uh, Mac OS and Windows 95. (laughs) Released November 24th, 1998. So er, you know, where are you going to get a legal copy of that one? There's a couple for like resellers for, to have the CDs available on Amazon for, you know, 10, 15 bucks or something like that. There's other places where you can buy the CD, but it's like there's no official first party place to go and uh, buy an official copy so it's like, er, well I bought, I got a copy for free off the internet from uh, xtcabandonware.com I don't know if it's a good site or not. <laughs> I might have a horrible virus on my computer now. I don't Oh, it's just you know living on the edge I mm. suppose like how how many people are really going to check out a game from 1998 ah, if one person checks this game out I'll be surprised this for me was more like a cruise down memory lane than anything else because honestly I remember putting so many hours in the sim tower and it was just so much fun and this game is exactly right up the alley you know the sad part is like I can't remember how what, what has been improved and what hasn't to me this is just Sim Tower, it seems to play the same. It seems to act the same. Apparently, like this time by, apparently one of the only things I know wasn't been improved is that when you choose a shop and you place it, you actually get to choose what shop you place down. Whereas in Sim Tower, you always designated spots for, you know, uh, shops or uh, food stalls. And then what showed up there was of its own accord. You had no control over it. In this game, in Ute Tower, you have exact control over what shops go where, which is definitely helpful. But, yeah, so, again, it's a business management and simulation game that you start with, depending on what map, in quotes, you start with, which the only maps change is what kind of backdrop you have. There's Tokyo, there's Hawaii, and then there's, uh, I forget what the third one is called off the top of my... uh, Head. I forget what the third one's called. I did. I just went with Tokyo map because that it also depends on what kind of restrictions you're placed on and what kind of you know starting money you have. In in the Tokyo map, you you can do uh, it's ten floors sub basement and then a hundred floors above the ground is your limit, and you start with ten million dollars, which I know doing it in to, in Tokyo with dollars, yeah, you know it, it was uh localized for English speaking audiences, so whatever, it's not the end of the world. But yeah, so you're building a tower up. You're trying to manage your resources. And Sim Tower and Ute Tower specifically focus heavily on elevator management. That's basically the best way to think about this it is it's an elevator management game. As you get more people in your tower, you got to get them to the floor that they obviously work and or live on. As in as shortest possible amount of time, if they queue up on the left side of the elevator, they're going up. If they queue up on the right side of the elevator, they're going down. And all the people that you see go through a tower are like little tiny, like almost like limbo, where it's like a shadow person, where it's like a little tiny outlining of a shadow. When you see yeah, them scurrying across, as a silhouette of them, where they scurry across the screen, they're little tiny things on the screen any any quick screenshot of this game or sim tower you'll know what i'm talking about whereas you try to manage where you get them to their place as fast as possible which the longer they have to stand in a queue or the longer they have to travel to get there their stress goes up and that also affects their overall mood towards the office or not or you know your office building so if it takes them a long time whereas they when they sit up in the queue into the elevator it'll they'll be black and then after a certain length of time they'll turn pink and then after a certain more length of time, they'll turn red. And the more you know, the more colorized they get, the more upset they are about the whole situation. And if they stay, if if they're in an upset state for too long, then they'll leave your office building, and obviously you won't be gaining any funds. You can try to make them feel better by chasing around and you know lowering their rent for the month, but that only goes so long. The best course of action, as I've seen over the years, is to just keep the rent at normal rate and just if they don't like it, they can move out because <laughs> otherwise you end up chasing it around forever and you are not you never get to do anything else. But, yeah, so, again, it's a management simulation game. Graphics seem to be pretty good even nowadays. I downloaded Tower off, again, like off of xtcabandonware.com, and it's like it fired right up and worked on my, you know, compu- Windows 7 computer, so it seems to function just fine. It's not exactly a resource-intensive game. It's not exactly, you know, a graphics machine. It's definitely got 256-bit color, and again, it's the hard part about it is the higher you get, the more people you've got to get up to the top. And again, it's all about, you know, trying to manage your elevators between just simple elevators can only span 15 floors, but they, can, they can't they can really hold that many people. And then there's uh, the uh, express elevators can only stop at eight different floors throughout their cycle. And they're normally when you first bring them up, they can only uh, they span normally 15 floors so that you can then, parry between the two to you know uh, span across all the different floors and what have you and it's just a matter of you know managing the uh, traffic in the population that's another thing i've noticed is that a lot of these things a lot of these uh, offices and people will complain about the noise and the traffic and what have you and it's just the problem is that anything louder than a mouse going by and screeching is too loud for them so it's like that's a complaint that you're going to get no matter what and it's just ignore it and move on and it's never going to get any better and again it's like for as many frustrations as the game persists, it's still just kind of fun. Even though some people might call it boring, I liked it. It's definitely dated. A lot of the more negative things aspects of it. It's like the when you have when you unlock the. Uh, ability to do a hotel and you have service mate you know the uh the housekeeping and then different you know small room medium room and then the suites it's like if you have too many rooms and not enough maids to clean them at 4 p.m they just stop cleaning and then your rooms stay dirty and it's like i don't think that's how it works in real life <laughs> like well it's time to cut it off and they just stop no it's but yet in this game you have to appease all the battery operated people within your tower you have to bend over backwards for them. So it's like there's a lot of frustrations. It's definitely dated. There's no the sounds in this game. There's no real music. It's just a lot of office sounds and elevator noise and whirling and beeping. And it's kind of kind of piercing. But at the same time, when you go into the sound menu options and your options for sound are on or off. <laughs> so, again, it's to me, it was a tour down memory lane. I don't expect a lot of people to get anything from it. You can take a look at a screenshot of it and you can pretty much get the idea. The best way that I've seen to manage between your offices and apartments and what have you is to space them out. I've done where I put an apartment rental and then an office and an apartment rental and I'll keep alternating them. And that seems to space it off apart so that the offices are far enough apart from each other that it's not going to make a difference. And then the hours between the apartments and the offices are completely flipped so they don't really interfere with each other and then you place uh, bathrooms on either side of the building and then right in the center, and it seems to, they stop complaining about, oh, no, there's no restrooms. And I usually put bathrooms on every single floor as well, so I like to keep everything very symmetrical in my tower. But, yeah, it's like I've been playing it for the last week. I had a lot of fun with it. It's definitely a dated and older game. I liked it, but I don't think many other people would. I would say definitely my rating for it would probably be uh, Gamefly, all right. Even though at this point in time again you can just download it for free. It's like a couple hundred meg if that I think. No, actually no it's not. That was something else. That was uh it was like fifty six megs is what I think it was. That's it for the whole thing, you know. So Gamefly, it was it's a good game. It's it definitely was a trip down memory lane for me, but I don't expect a lot of people to be like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna drop what I'm doing and play that. But <laughs> again, I, I had fun with it. But then again, I played hundreds of hours in the original Sim Tower. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe there's really much else to say about it other than the fact that, yeah, it's a fun game that I had time with, but it's uh, dated at this point in time. And the reason why I was looking into Sim Towers I was thinking about it, is because there is a new game, on the. Uh, it's not just on the horizon, it's out now in early access, that was on um, a sale on GOG that was uh, Project High Rise, which is a modern take on Sim Tower. I already have Project High Rise and I was I was just looking I was thinking back about how much fun I had and that's when I researched and was like, wait a minute, what is Ute Tower? What the hell is this? <laughs> really? Okay. So I'm gonna so yeah, upcoming up here in the next couple of months or so I'm gonna get to Project High Rise and test out the new which I think is a good idea is that I I seen where the series has been back in the nineties and now I wanna get into the modern take on the uh, the same formula.
1: Yeah, that'll be fun. Which will
0: be interesting to co- compare and contrast. I'd imagine the sound options are going to be far more, you know, intricate <laughs> than on or off. Because this was a good game where I just put it on and I just sort of muted the sounds on it. Because you can't take that kind of whirling and beeping and buzzing for too long. It's also very loud. And then at one monitor I'd be playing it, and then the other monitor I'd just be working through YouTube. Mm. You know, I'm going to space it out. Obviously, my next couple of reviews are going to be the RPG Blue Reflection, and then I'm also got another a simulation game that's kind of like SimCity but more industrial called rise of industry i'm going to be playing that and so it's going to be a couple months before i get to uh you know project high rise but that's definitely something that's coming up that i'm working on in the background we'll just have to see how long it takes before i get to it but definitely something i'm going to check out here soon enough say Tower again i had fun with it i don't know if it's really going to be for anyone else because it's definitely dated all right how was that
1: that was pretty good all oh, okay. By the way, for
0: the other map that I forgot about, it was right here in front of me the whole time. It was Keegan Falls. Mm. Keegan? Keegan Falls? Keegan Falls. Yeah, know. yeah. So it's Waikiki, Hawaii, Tokyo, Japan, and Keegan Falls. And then apparently a lot of the Japanese version got additions to it. There was like Statue of Liberty. There was Tokyo Tower, Kyoto Station, uh a bunch of others and there was other you know uh, different plugins that were released in Japan that were like adds different shops and scenarios and different other things like oh your tower can catch on fire and (laughs) oh no there's a terrorist bomb threat which that gets called in all the time if you don't have enough security to cover your whole building before you know the timeline expires then a lot of floors get destroyed and (laughs) it can be very costly it's definitely a hard game there's no difficulty it just is what it is and it's very hard a lot of people aren't prepared for how hard this game can be All right. and I do remember that from the original, that the annoyances from that never really went away. But yeah, again, it's trip down memory lane.
1: <laughs> I was laughing at this whole era.
0: Oh yeah, Blue Reflection, A.K.A. Magical Girl Ass Shot Simulator.
1: It's so true. It's
0: I'm gonna. Re- it's not so much ass shot simulator as it is upskirt shot simulator.
1: Yeah, back of knee as well. Back of
0: knee simulator.
1: <laughs> yeah, that game definitely has some interesting camera angles.
0: While at the same time not showing anything.
1: I know it's kind of impressive, actually.
0: So that's all I got. Do you have anything? Uh, do you want me to do mine? Sure, because the the pre-show thing was around uh, twenty-eight minutes, which means we're only at just over an hour right now. So right. that'll cut down pretty well. So yeah, don't worry about it.
1: Alrighty, first look. It's actually been a while since I've done a first look. You know, normally I just go right into uh, review territory. Mm. But this is definitely a longer game, so it uh. I'll probably be talking about it multiple times as I play it. So, Nier Automata, developed by Platinum Games, published by Square Enix. This game is really, really interesting. I didn't know really anything about it going into it. All I know is it is the, like, quasi-sequel to the game Nier, which came out in 2010, but at the same time it's not really a true sequel, because it's, like, it's kind of basically its own thing. And then I read further on and it's like apparently the original Nier was a spin-off of like the fifth ending of another game series. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: was, convoluted
1: much? I know. It's like, you know, uh, like third cousin twice removed sort of situation. This game stands very well on its own. I don't think you really need to know about the other games in order to enjoy this one. I certainly know nothing about the other games and I'm having a lot of fun with this one. But uh, yeah, so Nier Automata, you play.
0: First and foremost. Yes. Earlier in this episode, we weren't sure what was the date. And we're like, we're pretty sure it's 2016. And I said, 2017? You're like, no.
1: Yeah, I thought it was 2016. This game actually did come out early 2017. It was in Japan. It released February 23rd, 2017. And in North America and in uh, Europe, it released in March of 2017. March 7th and 10th. So, yeah, this game is actually still quite new. But, yeah. It's uh, only about a year old then. Yeah, it is only about a year old. So yeah, basically in this game you play as an android named 2B, who is the entire, like, android quote-unquote race, I guess you could call them. All the androids that were created were basically created for the purpose of fighting the machines, which have taken over planet Earth. And from what I can understand in the story, like, the story is kind of complicated, but from what I understand right now is that... A long time ago, an alien race came to Earth and brought these highly advanced machines with them in order to take over the planet. And as a result, the humans that could escape did escape and went to the moon and created like this elaborate moon base. is where they live now. And in response to the machines, they created their own machines called androids, which they then send down to Earth in order to fight this great war for them. And it'll be interesting to find out more about the androids. I'm actually, I have a lot of questions about the design of the androids as well as the fact that they all have very individual personalities. Like the more you speak with other androids and the more like you hear the dialogue between your own girl and your, uh, your sidekick. I'll talk about him in a minute. The more you like hear the interactions between them, between each other and between them and other androids. They all have very distinct, very individual personalities. And, like, if they are just, like, simply androids and they're simply made for this purpose of fighting the machines, why go through the trouble of giving them, you know, that level of individuality? Because, it's weird, because, like, your main girl, uh, to be, is very, like, serious, she's very, like, to the book, she's very, like, you know, she doesn't like emotion, she doesn't like anything to be influenced by emotion whatsoever, she's very logical, very, like, straightforward to the point. Whereas your uh, your sidekick guy, 9S, he's kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum. He is very emotionally invested in a lot of things. He asks a lot of questions. He's very curious, very kind of like naive and innocent in a way. Even though he's still, you know, a great fighter. But like he stops at questions like, you know, I wonder why, you know, this is this way. And then she'll turn around and look at him and go, don't waste time thinking about useless things like that. So... It's just fascinating to me how all of these androids who are supposedly only meant for fighting um, have all these different individual traits to them. And it's actually brought up in the game itself where you're talking to some people down on Earth and even they were like, yeah, what's the point of making an android that can think for itself? So this game has a lot of like philosophical aspects to it where it asks a lot of questions about like, what does it mean to be alive? What does it mean to die? Uh, Like, is there a purpose for, like, an android to exist if it doesn't have a, a predestined purpose sort of thing. Like, there's a lot of really interesting, uh, aspects about that. Because at one point in time, you meet a person down on Earth who has had a lot of body modifications, and the only thing, like, remaining of him is his leg. And his leg is injured when you meet him. And to be says to him, like, you know, why don't you just, you know, get that replaced, you know, get that modify get it fixed and you know you'll be good as new and then he literally looks at her and goes well this is the only thing that I have left of my original body if I get rid of it am I still really me and it's like it asks a lot of questions like that where it's like it plays l- l- really fast and loose with the whole like you know what does it mean to like again be alive what does it mean to be your own individual person so and it's really interesting they're dropping a lot of hints that lead me to uh question a lot of different things about what's already been established versus like what I think might actually be going on. So it'll be really cool to explore that. But anyway, the game opens up with, uh, you are on a, not really fighter jet pilot, but it's like, the androids have these special mech suits that they can get into that allows them to fly. That are kind of like Transformers or like Gundams in a way where they can go back and forth between like a plane form and like a humanoid fighting form. And so the game starts out when you in your, uh, in your mech suit where she's flying through the air along with a couple others. They get attacked by robots along the way. You are the only one who survives that attack. And then you land, you know, on the ground and, you know, you get out your mech suit and, uh, you have to go through this whole starting area fighting these machines that are attacking you. You know, it's very tutorial-esque, but, uh... Very soon after you land that is when you meet 9S, who is in his own mech suit. He was already down on Earth doing other business when he noticed that you were being attacked by a giant machine. He steps in, he kinda helps you out a little bit, and uh, then you meet up with him again later on down the line. But the one thing I want to say first and foremost is that you need to be very careful in this starting tutorial, like, prologue area. Because there is no save point. That's one thing this game stresses immensely throughout its dialogue, and throughout people you can talk to, and just throughout messages that the game sends you, is that there is no autosave feature in this game, period. And the game stresses that immensely. It says it to you over and over and over again, that there is no autosave in this game. If you do not reach a point where you can save and you die, you have to do the entire beginning section all over again. And you cannot save until you beat the first boss. So there's that.
0: <laughs> awesome.
1: Yeah, the uh, the game becomes a lot more forgiving after the fact. When you, uh, you beat the first boss, you go through all the cutscenes, and then you get assigned to go on a reconnaissance mission down on Earth along with 9S. And the two of you get dropped into the ruins of an abandoned city. And once you reach your destination in the abandoned city... You unlock a save point, I guess you could call it. It's like you unlock a server, basically. And as long as you are in the vicinity of the server, you can save at any point in time. And the way saving works in this game is that you are literally, like, uploading your own memories to the server, is how it's explained. And if you are too far away from the server that you've unlocked, then you can no longer save. You can no longer do that because you need to be within a certain range of it. And there are these servers that are scattered throughout the city, you have to find them, and normally they're being attacked by robots, you usually have to, you know, beat some things up in order to gain access to the server, but you know, you unlock different points where you can save along the way, so it becomes more forgiving the more you explore and the more servers you unlock. But that first beginning section, there is no save point until you beat the first boss. So just bear that in mind, because I uh, may have had to do that whole section twice.
0: You sound like you love to do it. Mm, A yeah. lot of fun? A
1: lot of fun. But, uh yeah, it's really interesting in this game as well with the whole surfer aspect because every time you die in this game, basically what happens is that your memories are then loaded into another Android body of your same model, of the 2B model, and you have to then go back, like almost Dark souls S, so you have to go back to the spot where you died where your former body still exists and you can then take all of the, like, experience and uh, chipsets that you were carrying and put it into your current body, which is something that you definitely need to do because a lot of, like, what would be standard in a lot of other games, like, you know, your minimap, your health bar, your experience bar, the ability to see enemies' health bars, All of that is comes in the form of computer chips that she can purchase and then load into her own systems in order to be able to see those different stats on, you know, on her screen or on, you know, your screen. And so without uh, your chipsets, you basically, like, lose all of that. You have to go back and either buy a whole new set or you have to find your body and take the chips out and then put them into your new body. So it's really, really interesting how they're really going full in on the fact that this is an android. You are playing as a machine. So, it's just really fascinating with that, how they uh, implement it. And same thing with, like, screen brightness and, like, uh, camera control and, like, motion sickness control. All, all of that is, like, supposedly done within her own, like, physical body's settings. So, it's it's just really fascinating how they, like, went all in on the fact that you are an Android. So, yeah. It's really cool so far. I'm really enjoying it. The game looks fantastic. The music in this game is really, really good. The music in this game is almost, like, Minecraft-esque, where it's, like, super, like, peaceful and calming. And, like, just really beautiful music. The, um depending on what's going on around here and what's going on in the city kind of affects how you view the city. Or, like, when everything is calm and peaceful, everything is in, like, you know, vibrant colors and there's a lot of, like, sunlight and there's, like, animals around and, like, everything looks really beautiful. But if, like, something, you know, is going on in the city, like, if the city is being attacked or if the city is... uh you know, if you're under like, a lot of stress, or like, even if you're in low health, all of a sudden, like, your vision becomes very grayscale, very dark, very like staticky, almost. So it's really, really interesting how they like went full, full in on the fact that you are not playing as a human being, you're playing as a machine. So, I thought that was really neat. And again, the music is fantastic in this game. I think the music is my favorite part of this game so far. It is just so, so beautiful.
0: So it sounds like you're having a good time with it.
1: Yeah, it's really, really interesting. The uh, I want to know more about the androids, and I want to know more about the aliens who created the machines that you are fighting, because I have some theories about that. And, again, I know nothing about this game. I have not looked into any spoilers whatsoever, but I have some ideas about where that may be leading up to, because... Uh, yeah, you meet some interesting people on the way, let's say, who have said some really interesting things and then quickly moved on from those things. So
0: lots of intrigue, lots
1: of intrigue. I have a lot of ideas as to where it might go. And in a way, though, I kind of hope that it doesn't go where I think it's going to go, because like I always love it when stories look like they're going in one direction and then suddenly take a hard left turning, you know, go a completely different way. So that would be cool as well. So we'll find out what happens there. Overall, really enjoying the game. Looks great, sounds great. Plays very well. Uh, You have the, uh, TB can equip a variety of melee weapons that she can use at any point in time. You can kind of mix and match which weapons you're carrying between swords, axes, uh, spears, your own bare fists. And then she also has a little gun turret that follows her around that kind of flies behind you at all points in time. That uh, is really cool because it actually never runs out of ammo. You can just fire away with that thing. Like, there have been certain fights where I feel like if I get too close, I'll just get one shot. So I start running circles around it and just wear it down with the gun turret (laughs) instead of actually getting close to it. So that's good.
0: Yeah, it definitely sounds like you're having fun with it, though. I've seen you playing it a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's really good so far. I've heard that you have to play it multiple times. I heard that, too. It'll be really (coughs) interesting to see how that actually works, because right now I don't really understand why that would be the case. But we'll see what happens with it. I've already gotten two of the available endings. Because one of which was because I died in the prologue. And the other one was... (laughs) It was kind of like a troll moment almost. Where the game told me what was going to happen. And I was like, I have to see if this actually happens the way they say it will. And it did. Where you have the option of selling, obviously, any extra inventory that you have on you, including your own chips. Like, if you pick up a chip from a machine and it's something that you've already had or something that you don't necessarily want to install into her, then you can just sell it. One of the available options that you can sell is your uh, operating system chip. And it says on the side there, removal means death. And I was like, I saved immediately. I was like, I have to do it just to see what happens. And I sold the chip, and it was like immediate shutdown. And she just kind of drops to the floor, and the screen goes black.
0: And it was like, <laughs> oh, my
1: God. I was laughing my ass off of and I was like, that's great. It's
0: all about the details. <laughs> that's
1: so good. Again, they went all in on the fact that you are playing as an android, and I love it. Like, there was... So far, it seems like they didn't forget any aspect relating to that, so that's really nice to see,
0: yeah, is there anything else you can say about that?
1: uh not really right now. right now, <sighs> I'm just trying to make it through the main uh campaign, and I have uh I've just gotten past the point where the city gets attacked, and I've gotten past the point where you go into the underground area, so mm. I don't know how I have no idea how long this game is, even like I don't know where I am in relation to the end of the game but it does seem really interesting so far there's a lot of bosses in this game i'll say that real quick there are a lot of bosses in this game and a lot of them are very very difficult so
0: yeah the yeah. all i know is that since the release of this game i've been seeing a lot of the main girl i've seen a lot of fan art of the main girl oh, on my I'm twitter sure. timeline
1: oh i'm sure <laughs> i can only imagine mm.
0: It'll be interesting to see where this goes to hear it from you yep so, yeah, you're going to be putting more hours into that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's, a, then. it's just a really fascinating game, really fascinating premise for a game. So, I can't wait to see where it ends up ultimately.
0: All right. Is there anything else, or should we get to the final thoughts?
1: We can get to the final thoughts. Oh,
0: All righty then. All right, final thoughts. Do you have anything?
1: Um, not really.
0: Not really? Uh, do you want me to get into mind thing, or do you want to get into anime we've seen recently? I think the only thing we've seen is the, uh, Shauna. We've, we've been watching more Shauna. Well, that's taken a weird turn.
1: Yeah, first two seasons of Shauna were fantastic. Third season seems really weird so far.
0: Yeah, we've brought, like, three or four episodes into the... I think only three, as a matter of fact. I think uh, we're
1: three episodes into the third season. The final and... season. Yeah, and, I'm getting weird vibes from it. I feel like it's about to jump off the rails, which is really sad because the first two seasons of that show are so good.
0: I know, it's just kind of weird how that one, the second season wraps up, I'm like, okay, let's go, and then it picks right up, but it's like, then it immediately veers off the rails, and I don't know where it's going right now.
1: Yeah, I don't.
0: The signs are not promising. Mm. We'll have to wait and see on that one, which would be a shame if that's such a great series was then immediately tanked into the ground. Hmm. That would be uh, unfortunate. <laughs> Zaldaris says the train is heading for Derailsville.
1: railsville
0: <laughs> Yeah, there's that. I don't think there's anything else. We haven't really had a chance to watch much of anything else. Have you? Not really. Not really? Anything? Any other f- fi- uh, final thoughts you have?
1: I was just reading something that Zaldaris said while I was giving my first look about Jim Sterling's playthrough feature and what looks like enemy machines doing things. I know exactly what scene you're talking about, and yeah, that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what scene you're talking about. I've already been through that part. And, yeah, that was strange.
0: (laughs) Very strange. All right. If that's all for you, then I've got another review.
1: Oh, God. Shocking.
0: I know. This one's going to get weird. Prepare yourselves. You're going to want to strap in tight (laughs) for this one because this is bad.
1: In that case, I'm going to go pick up
0: Pokemon. All right, so here's the thing. We don't normally review anime, and anyone can contact AP, and they can put it in their official review catalog if they want to, or if it's not, then that's fine as well. If watching only three episodes of a series disqualifies it, that's great too. But last week, I saw an anime that was so, like, horrendous that I have to say something about this. (laughs) It's so bad, it's not even funny. And we'll get into why pretty quick. Uh, so, yeah, this is kind of like, it's probably, I'd say, in competition for the worst enemy I've ever seen, though. I think the worst one of all time being Green Green keeps the title, but this one's not too far ahead. Uh, but this one is uh, the Japanese title. not too far behind? No, it's ahead of it. It's better. Okay. Because remember, Green Green is bad, so it's further into the hole. Okay, okay. So I it's gotcha. not too far ahead of it. It's not that much better than it, but okay, it's definitely. Okay, okay. I gotcha. All right the uh you gotta visualize it mm. you know green greens all the way at the bottom of the pit and this one's just clinging onto that ledge right above the bottom
1: okay i gotcha
0: so yeah uh the japanese title is hajimete no Gale, and the english title is my first girlfriend is a gale. and uh red unit 10 did a first uh, look of not even so much a first look it was like one of those summer previews last year it was uh during the summer previews i think it was episode Five fifteen, I think it was, I listened to his, his, you know, uh preview of it. He watched the first episode of it and he's like, "Yep, yeah, no, this is not good. I, uh, I'm not watching another one, which makes him smarter than me, obviously. <laughs> Cause uh, I kept watching it until like three or four minutes before the end of the third episode. And that was you know, when I was like, all right, nope, I've had enough of this. <laughs> so yeah, let me just quickly bring up a picture so that dark God here can get a visualization.
1: Oh God. Do I have to?
0: <sighs> Well, I'm the one holding the keyboard, so. (laughs) It is true. Okay. So, yeah, let me quickly bring up that my. There it is. And I also, it kind of fills me with sorrow that the Funimation score for this series is 4.5 out of (laughs) 5. Which, for the record, all Funimation series, all of them have a a 4.5 out of 5. Their rating system is broken. And then it's like even My Enemy List and IMDB are like, low 6s and it's like how on earth can this have such a high review to it let me click on the actual there it is okay so uh my first girlfriend is a gal so apparently it it's a style in Japan that I've never heard of before where it's uh, they're called uh, galgado is what they're called it's a style that is actual thing in Japan where girls will bleach their hair blonde they'll tan their they have the spray tan they wear a lot of gold jewelry oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. they have the bedazzled long nails yeah. they've got a s- short skirts and sweaters tied around their waist. and what i've never heard of this before you I have? have
1: i have yeah this was the uh i believe if i'm thinking of the same thing this is the cultural uh thing that the pokemon jinx was based on with the blonde hair and the uh the darker skin and you know the flashy outfit yeah. I believe that's what it was based on. I may be thinking of something else, but...
0: I never I heard of it it's, before, but I was yeah, like, I okay, that fun. seems like an interesting thing. I've never heard of that in an anime before, but so I was like, okay, we're going to focus an anime around that. All right, that's all well and good. A lot of their names I don't remember, which you'll understand why shortly enough. I'm lo- we're looking at the key art right now of the main four girls, and then there's the down in the lower corner is the main character and his three, in heavy quotations, friends and so the first so basically the first episode this the main character junichi which is i remember his name because he keeps getting uh, he gets his name said 100 times per episode so anyway the first episode it starts off with him you know begging the blonde one to be you know be my girlfriend you know because he's he comes into school he's all frustrated everyone's a couple and no one's getting any but me and everyone's getting everything but me and it's like why can't i have a girlfriend and yada yada nanda, on down the road the first thing it opens up is, like, his childhood friend that's known him forever is the short one with the huge boobs uh, who's like, why won't you go out with me? And he's like, because you look like an elementary school student. And she's like, I'm definitely old enough. And he's like, you don't look it. I'm not interested. <laughs> okay. You know, he said it. she doesn't get the clue, though. And then he cuts to his friends in the back of the classroom where they're going on and on and on about how, oh, oh well, I would go out with her, and, and there's this other one. So there's his friends, or there's three guys. There's the, there's the pencil nerd with the glasses that's always screeching, giving him bad ideas. There's a, bl- a guy with bl- his hair's been bleached blonde who does nothing but hang out with him. And then there's the fat, chubby one who is a pedophile And it's not like I'm trying to be like exaggerated and be like, no, he's a pedophile. He's got lines about how, oh, I have a map of all the uh, in my local neighborhood where all the elementary school girls live. And here it is right here. And it's like it's supposed to be played off as a joke, (laughs) but it's not funny. And it's just like.
1: And of course, it's the fat one. Who's that? What the fuck am I watching? It's like,
0: and and I'm looking. I'm like, what in God's name am I watching here? And it's like, and he's he has several jokes about how, oh yeah, I like him young. And it's like, oh, it just it just a slimy feeling. It's like you know the only way I could describe the slimy feeling that this brings me when I was watching this is it's like jumping into a swimming pool full of squid, (laughs) but there's no water. It's just all squid and just that. You know, that, that slimy, you know, that, uh-huh. that's kind of the, ooh, that I'm Every time he's on screen, it's just, oh, oh. God, why no? <laughs> I think
1: you just killed Saltero with that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh, why? Hi, Saf. We have uh, Safi is here. Hi, princess. Here to make me feel better. But anyway, yeah, so the first one was like, they, so these three friends hang out with Junichi. They're degenerate perverts. That's all they are. And they're leeching onto him, filling his head with thoughts that, oh, yeah, you need to get a girlfriend, too, and we'll help you set it up. And so they hold him down, and then the other one runs and puts a letter into the blonde one's shoe locker and is like, oh, meet me out back of the school. And so the end of the first episode is him out there like, she, she wants to get down. She's, she's like, like nope. nope, I'm out of here. It's too much.
1: She's like, nope. This and he's like, to he's too kneeling too
0: down and, and, and begging, oh, please be my girlfriend. And, and the whole time he's looking, staring up her skirt at her it, panties the whole time, which was weird because on Funimation, it was, even though she's wearing panties, it was still censored anyway, which is just kind of bizarre. And he was having thoughts and the whole time staring right up at her. And she's like, I know what you're doing. You're staring at my panties. He's like, no, I'm not. Then stand up. I don't want to. And she's like, <laughs> oh, my God. So he's a fucking creep. And then he's got three perverted friends that are leeching off of him. She's the only... The blonde one's the only seems-to-be-normal character. You got the short one with the big boobs that, you know, is... Voiced in both English and Japanese as sounding like an elementary school student. (laughs) But no, don't worry. She's in high school. She's old enough. It's just like, oh, no. No? It's just weird. The black... The one with the black long black hair is the class star who apparently... I thought had a crush on him, but apparently she's also very... Uh, she's got this very elitist attitude or some shit like that. I, I didn't even get to see her at all, so I don't even know anything about it. And it's like the third episode where it finally goes up, you know, step, like the second episode, she, the blonde one invites him out to go to karaoke, and then they do that whole nine yards, and it was pretty funny. I like the blonde hair character. She tends to troll on him pretty hard because she knows what she, he's trying to get out of her, but she's making fun of him and whatever and puts him into situations. It's just hilarious between the two of them. That might've worked, but then it's just all the other characters are just, ugh, no. But anyway, the tall one with the heavily tanned skin is the blonde one's friend. And the third episode, she finds out that, Oh yeah, he, he, she, you know, the main character's dating her and she doesn't want that because she likes having her and what have you. And so she suckers him into going back behind the school and tries to seduce him out in the back of the school. And she gets caught by the blonde one walks up on him. And then so the tan skin one starts to grope her like crazy mm-hmm. because of course you got to have one that's extra grabby and that's not bad enough as she, they're all teasing him and what have you. And so it's like, okay, then the rest of the episode they're hanging out, they're going shopping and what have you. And they're using him as like, you know, the luggage boy as they're buying stuff, shopping and what have you. And it's like, all right, the end of the episode of the third episode is, the 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 one with the tan skin confronts the main character junichi at his house forces her way into the house into his house and he's like well it won't be too bad my parents aren't going to be home for another couple of hours and why but then she starts forcing herself on him you know starts to uh, seduce him again gets on top of him on the couch and she's like and he's like maybe i just should just let her do me so that she'll just go away (laughs) it's like what fucking planet is this guy from? I know. And then the whole time he's like, and then he suddenly realizes, wait a minute. And he flashes back throughout the day of hanging out with the blonde haired one. And she's where she kept calling him his name. Junichi It was the only reason why I remember his name. And he's like, wait, no, this is not right. And so he pushes the tanned one off of her, off of him. And then the tan skinned one, Gets all pissed off and offended that he, he pushed her off and said, no, I'm not doing this. It's not right. So she grabs him, throws him to the floor and says, no, I'm going to fuck you until you like me. And then proceeds to jump on him and starts ripping his shirt off. <laughs> it's like, she's just trying to attempt to rape the guy. And it's like, you know what? At that point in time, I'm sitting there going, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> what the fuck am I watching? It's I just,
1: don't know. What are you watching? Oh, anime. Oh, anime. It's
0: just and it's like at this point in time, the blonde one catches on. Like, Wait a minute. I sense a disturbance in the force. And then she shows up, starts knocking on the front door, no answer. So he goes around to the backside to see the tan one on top of her. And the tan one tries to play it off like, oh, no, I was just testing him. Everything's fine, girlfriend. Everything's fine. He's not going to cheat on you, nothing. It's like, I'm just. it's at this point I was like, I'm not watching any more of this. <laughs> this is just fucking trash. This is garbage. The three friends are literally a carbon copy out of the three friends from Green Green. Like, that's where the big parallel comes from is that, the the same three type of perverted leech friends it's mm. the same mold out of the same mold it's just oh uh, there's a, there's like a core and apparently the, a lot was changed from the original source material to this adaptation and apparently it sounds like the the source material is way better but this has got so many extra bits of bullshit on it. It's just that's so wrong in so many different ways. You got the 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 tall, skin you know, tanned one that's trying to rape the main character, and then you got the three friends of the main character that are just insanely perverted and filling his head with ideas. Capped off by the one fat one that's a pedophile. <laughs> Burn it and piss on the ashes. This show is fucking garbage. <laughs> I cannot f- like. This is where I like a lot of friends at work. I'll try to suggest anime to, and it's kind of one of those things in the back of my mind where I'm just really afraid that you know someone that I suggest anime to will then venture out on their own and they'll just oh I'll check this one out, <laughs> and then they'll get ideas about me and well what are you watching? Hmm. <laughs> no, this show is garbage. It is inexcusably bad. It is not even close to funny it really just leaves you with that slimy feeling. And it's just after, towards like a couple minutes before the end of the throw so I was like, yeah, no, I'm not going to continue this.
1: <laughs> think you need to take a shower afterwards?
0: I probably should have. <laughs> let, me just, let me just wrap this up with a bow. In order to bring myself back to some sort of uh, semblance of reality, to like a palate cleanser, I ended up watching what most people would immediately knee-jerk reaction would consider to be a trashy series. And I started watching Senran Kagura. <laughs> so, yeah. And that was, by comparison, very funny and actually quite amusing. <laughs> Albeit, you know, pretty soft on the fan service side. Like, oh, no, there are pennies. Ooh, how salacious. <laughs> oh, no. You're like, no. After what I had just witnessed, just about anything could be considered funny.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: And yeah, and I've watched a lot of you know, out there fan servicey shows, and I've usually said in the past that you know, a lot of people seem tend to take the uh, they got the wrong light on it where they go into a fan service etchy show, and it's like, oh no, there's fan service. It's like, what were you expecting? Mm-hmm. It's like going into an action series and going, oh no, there's fighting. What? Are, why are they doing this? It's like, really? <laughs> You're not paying attention. So I've seen a bunch of them, and I think part of the problem is with this show is that over the last several years we've been spoiled with a lot of really good shows that have yeah, yeah. no business being as good as they are. Mm-hmm. Like we've got, yeah, uh, it. there was high school DXD. It's been for the last several years. Uh, food wars is another one that's been out there. And then, uh, K Joe from last year, that was really good and had no business being as good as it was. So a lot of people tend to, I think they're getting a little bit better about accepting these type of show. So, a lot of people were a little bit more accepting of this one when I think, honestly, this one, this show makes shows like Iki Tosin and Queen's Blade to be out to be like highbrow entertainment. And that's really saying something. Yeah.
1: I think it killed Aldera again. I think it
0: definitely killed Aldera. <laughs> I think it killed everybody. It's just garbage. This show just, God... Oh, no. It's <laughs> awful. It's just awful. The way they play the little short one off that she's the size of an elementary school student. And she's got the biggest boobs of the whole show. Oh, but that's okay. She's old enough. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not.
1: And uh, to my Discord friends who I know are going to be asking to watch this later or listen to this later. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah. So now that you no longer have any friends.
1: I know, right
0: <laughs> <laughs> No, this is a public service announcement. Do not watch this show. It is garbage. It is not funny. I didn't find it amusing in the slightest. And again, it's like you know you're pretty bad when you can say that Tosin and Queensblade are significantly a an improvement and step up in, you know, not offending one. And I'm not one to easily get just offended and creeped out. Just the sliminess, especially of the pedo characters. Just, <laughs> okay, no, 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 no. Just no. So yeah. Oh, anime.
1: Oh, anime.
0: Yeah, there's that. I don't think we really have much of anything. As, I know it has nothing to do with video game, but I just had to get it off my chest. It's such a slimy show. I just couldn't fucking believe what I was watching. <laughs> you know, and, and when you're listening, you just, uh, hopefully some people brought up the, Whole, uh, you know the key art thing of the show so you can actually see what we're talking about or at least pictures from the show itself don't watch it it's bad it's a waste of time and apparently there was even like controversy later on with the way that Funimation dubbed one of the later episodes everyone's like oh no they have an SJW agenda I'm sorry I didn't even get to hear that whole fiasco I heard I saw about it when it was on you know when it was breaking and it's like I said I think people are probably missing the forest through the trees the show itself is garbage, like you know when your when your main character in the first couple of minutes of the show is on his you know hands and feet bowing down begging for someone to be his girlfriend so that he can eventually do her you know lower your expectations maybe a little. I don't think it's quite Funimation's fault for pushing an s j w agenda. Mm-hmm. Maybe the series is just garbage to begin with. Maybe it's just me. Anything else you need to add to that? Not really. yeah. So, yeah, now that I've killed everybody.
1: <laughs> and again, to uh, Hayden and Top Hat, who I know are going to be listening to this later, <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> like I said, if you can make it through this show, there is nothing we can say from this point <laughs> forth that is ever going to turn you off. I got mm. news for you. This is about as worse as it's going to get. And I'm sorry, you no longer have any friends.
1: <laughs> I know, right?
0: Uh, for video games, I'm going to be starting up Rise of Industries. The next one I'm going to be getting to. I'm also going to be continuing Blue Reflection. I'm definitely. I don't know if which one's going to be first that I'm going to be reviewing or not. Yeah. I know that uh, the end of March is when everything gets crazy, though. So the end of March, we're going to have Nino Kuni Two and uh, Far Cry Five are the two big ones that are coming out at the end of March. Again, I don't know specifically when the U.S. release for Valkyria Chronicles 4 is. Again, I have no idea. Yeah, they yeah. switched it silently without saying anything, so I don't know when that's coming out. I'm going to be playing it as soon as it does. I'm probably going to be buying it as soon as it does. It's coming out March 21st in Japan, but again, they just kind of silently took the worldwide release date out and have changed it to who knows when, unfortunately uh again Nino Kuni 2 is a big RPG that I'm probably going to be getting into so I'm going to have to have Blue Reflection wrapped up by then
1: yeah and uh as for me I'm going to be playing more of Nier Automata I also have played to completion both endings of Bad Dream Coma which that was a fantastic game I'm going to be reviewing that at some point And uh, I've got a lot of other PC games as well that I have lined up right now because there was a sale uh, a couple weeks back where I grabbed a bunch of stuff for like, you know, ultimately like under six bucks. I got like a whole bunch of different games. Mm. So I've got a lot of those lined up. So I'm going to be pretty consistently busy with that for at least some time. Until it goes dry again.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think sometimes in the middle of the summers when that's going to go dry. But then again, we're going to have, like I said, Nino 2 is going to take me a while. That's probably going to get mm-hmm. at least a first and a second look before a review. Uh, I forget how long the first one was. That's got to have been close to an eighty or ninety hour RPG, if I remember correctly. I know I put a lot of time into that mm. on the first time through. Far Cry Five, you want to play? Yes, I do. It's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. The uh, I'm going to probably check that out as well. We're probably going to have to be sharing the disc.
1: Yeah. I want to share the disc with you with Near when you get mm. a chance to cuz even just the first opening segment of that game, that game I want to hear your thoughts on certain aspects of that.
0: Again, the only problem with that being is that I've got a lot to play before now and know, then and and Near has to go back before, you know, you get Far Cry. Yeah. So,
1: unless I just, you know, decide to keep it which I've been thinking about. Uh-oh. <laughs> Possibly. We'll see. Uh-oh. We'll see. That's a possibility right now mm. if not now then I probably will be picking it up in some shape or form at some point
0: yeah I don't uh, know if there's much else we can really get into as far as video games are concerned like, Again, mm. unlike the last couple of months all of a sudden now out of the gate we're going to have a lot to get around to so we're going to have more reviews so probably expect shows every two weeks for the immediate future next couple of months or so yep. and we'll see how that goes is there any other final thoughts you can think of um, not really. Not really? I believe my final, final thought is I haven't, you know, looked at my revolver in, like, the last month, half, <laughs> like, two, three weeks now, so I might want to go over there and give it a stern looking at before that decides to do something. I know. So You've got to keep that safe. you got to keep it in check.
1: I know. It's a hunk of metal, but it might get up and walk away on its own.
0: You can never be too sure. Mm. And I believe that is all we have for that. And you said you have nothing else. So until next time. Don't choke the Chocobo. Bye. See you later and bye now.